Braves, Bulldogs, Falcons, Yellow Jackets, Hawks, Eagles. From the heart of Georgia, it's the Bill Shanks Show. Hour number three of our program. Welcome back. I'm Bill Shanks. Thanks very much for joining us. We are talking sports. The phone lines are open. And our number is area code 478-646-3776, 478-646-ESPN for you Auburn people. We are, <clears throat> we are. Uh, I'm kidding. I like to poke fun at Auburn people. You know, they because they poke fun at Georgia, even though Georgia's, what, 16-3 and three in their last 19 games against the Tigers. Uh, we are talking sports. Super Bowl, three days away. We can talk Super Bowl. Hawks did nothing. So I think we need to throw the Atlanta Hawks under the bus. Oh, so someone sent me uh, during the break, uh, someone sent me a, a tweet with the an interview. I don't know when this interview happened. I, I assume it's today of Landry Fields, who is the general manager of the Atlanta Hawks. Now, I, I've always said that one thing I do not respect at all is, and this is part of the reason why I do not like Rich McKay, I don't like it when executives, sports executives, lie to us, the fans. I, I mean, I, I just think it's ridiculous. So when the Atlanta Falcons said a few years ago, well, we're not in salary cap hell, and we, the fans, could go to the website, SportTrack, and see that they were, in fact, in salary cap hell, I lost all respect for Rich McKay. Like, how condescending is it for you to think that you're up there you're wealthy, you make the big bucks, you're the sports executive, and yet you think we're naive enough to not understand the rules of the salary cap to know that you're full of crap. And and to just lie about it. I mean, I heard him on the Atlanta Falcons pregame show say, we're not in salary cap hell. We're not in salary cap trouble. And it's like, hold on. Your owner has given away contracts to make people Falcons for life. And you're not in salary cap hell? Okay. All right. I mean, that, that, that's really a big part of my angst with, with Rich McKay. Why should I respect that? Why should I respect that? So... Fast forward to today in the Atlanta Hawks. They did not make any moves to help their team. Now, for the last couple of years, we have known that the Atlanta Hawks are trying to stay out of the luxury tax to not pay more money to the NBA. How did we know that? Well, when they traded Kevin Herter to the Sacramento Sacramento Kings and got nothing back in return. Nothing. I mean, give me a break. Kevin Herter was a very good player for the Atlanta Hawks, a very good bench player. He started a lot of games, too. He wasn't a great defensive player by any means, but, I mean, Kevin Herter was a big part of that group that three years ago in July went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. 
He was a really fine player. I mean, not a great NBA player, not an NBA all-star, but just a very good complimentary piece that I think helps make a team what it is. Kevin Herter spent four years for Atlanta and as a rookie averaged 9.7 points per game, then 12.2, then down to 11.9, then 12.1. So in his four years, he averaged 11 points for the Atlanta Hawks. Again, not a great player, right? But a nice complimentary player and at times was a very good three-point shooter. Well, so after the 21-22 season, the Hawks traded him. And it's like, why? Why 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 did you trade him? And they traded him for Maurice Harkless, Mo Harkless, who never played a game for the Hawks. Justin Holiday and he was a backup for one year with the Hawks, and he averaged he averaged four point five points per game, and and a first round draft pick. And it's like, why in the hell would you trade a big part of your team? And the reason was financial. The reason was financial. There was no other reason for them to trade. Kevin Herter than finances. They were able to stay underneath the luxury tax with that trade. So today, or I think it's today, I'm pretty sure it was today, Landry Fields gets on 92-9 the game in, in Atlanta. And he was evidently asked by one of the hosts about staying under the luxury tax. And he had this answer that was condescending and arrogant about how Basically, everybody's getting on to ownership thinking that we're making moves because of the luxury tax. And I'm the one making all the decisions. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Hello? How have you improved this team? Your bench is awful. One of the reasons why this team is 22-29, and and that's an awful record. I don't give a damn if they're 10th in the Eastern Conference. That is nothing to be proud of. Nothing to be proud of. And and your bench is a main reason for that record. Because when anyone gets hurt and they have to have someone from their bench like Bogdanovich or Okongwu step up and be the starter, the bench is not providing anyone to come in and have any relief that could be productive for this team like they had in 2021 when they went all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. That bench was really good. (laughs) They had really good players on that bench. Danilo Gallinari, Kevin Herter, Bogdanovich. I mean, it was a deep team. And so... For Landry Fields to get on the radio in Atlanta and to say that, again, is disrespectful to this fan base. Because we've just seen today, I think there were about, and I made the list here. Let me see. I'm gonna, I probably don't have all of them. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 trades I counted today. Today, in the NBA, there were 14 trades. The Atlanta Hawks weren't one of them. They didn't improve their team. They didn't go out there and get a defensive player. They they said on, on ESPN right before the show started at 3 o'clock, the reason why 
Patrick Beverly was traded to the Bucks to Milwaukee is that when Doc Rivers got there, he pleaded for them to get someone who could play defense. <laughs> Patrick Beverly's not a big offensive player anymore, but he can play defense. And so the Bucks, who are third in the East, went out there and got a defensive team, a player. They went out there and got someone to help their defense. Why could Atlanta go out there and get someone to help their defense? Their defense is awful. They're next to last in defense in the league. They give up the second most points per game in the league. Like that That's almost like saying the Braves had a problem with their bullpen and decided not to get someone before the deadline to improve their bullpen. What's the difference? And again, I, I know a lot of people are, are probably saying, well, you know, you like the Hawks and they're not a big deal. We don't care about the Hawks as much. Well, I do. And there are people in this in this state who do care about the Hawks. And how can they not make a move to improve their team? It's just hard to hard to stomach. And look, I watch the Hawks almost every game. I haven't missed many games this year. I haven't. I, I watch this team. I listen to this team. Partly because we got the two best announcers in the game. Bob Rathbun and on TV and Steve Holman on the radio are the two best announcers in the sport. Yes, they're friends. Yes, I know them. But I'm being totally honest. These guys are unbelievable. We are fortunate to have Bob Rathbun and Steve Holman. I I, I am their biggest fan. And therefore, I, I watch, I've watched them since I was nine years old. I'm not going to not watch them this year. But they didn't even go out and get someone, and then that general manager gets on there and says that to us, the fans. What a slap in the face, dude. you got to be kidding me. You could have helped this team today, and you didn't. And that's a shame. That's a damn shame for those of us who care about the team and root for them. 478-646-ESPN is the number to call. It is a throw them under the bus Thursday. You can throw someone under the bus if you'd like or just talk sports. Eddie and Ackworth, good afternoon. How are you today, William? I'm great. How are you? What you up to today? You going to work out today? I just finished, and I was actually lifting when you and J-Rad had fun at my expense, which is fine. Oh, my it's God. Did, were you really? Yeah. Are you just lying to me? No, I'm – Bill, I go to the gym. Hasn't that been established already? What's the big Every deal? day? How many days a week do you go? Six days. Six days a week? You go six days. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do, and you take a day off. Bill, do you need me to come train you? No, I got come a on, personal Bill. trainer, Seth Thompson, totemtraining.com, dot .net, dot well, .fit, rather. Ask him how often you should work out, and he'll tell you. Oh, I know. He wants me to work out more than I do. But, you know, I'm getting up there, so I have to rest. Okay. We're the same age, remember? Six days? You work out six days a week? Yes, that's correct. I just Are you on steroids? And I'm going to play tennis next, so oh I feel good, God. Bill. You're, you're going, you're, you play tennis? Yes, I love tennis. It's awesome. Isn't that sweet? It's not sweet. It's a great sport. All right. I did not call Do you play pickleball? No, I don't like pickleball. I like tennis. Okay. Pickleball. Do you, do you serve underhanded or overhanded? <laughs> I shoot free throws underhanded, too, Bill. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> Can I can I talk about sports now? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Thanks. I'm just giving you hell. You know I love to do that. It's your show. I just want to make sure that's okay. Damn right. So Now, if I had asked you, Bill, five years ago, who the best ownership in this town was, Liberty Media, Tony Ressler, <laughs> or Arthur Blank? 
who would how would you have ranked those three? And, and well, I'll just tell you my answer. Go ahead. You give me yours, and I'll give you I would have been very skeptical about saying Liberty Media off the top, that's for sure. I'll, I'll at least say yeah. that. It's exactly right. And and I was always angry that because we'd been down that road before, conglomerate owned the team, you know, they don't spend any money. It's a write-off for them. We don't like this kind of thing. And they have been the most successful owners in this town. And, Bill, when, when Arthur Blank bought the team, I was thrilled, just like everybody else was, because the Smiths were a joke. Blank was a billionaire. He's going to come in here and spend money and make this team great. And, and for a few years, it was good. But since 28-3, it's been a disaster. And Tony Russell, the same way with the Hawks. And I'm like you, Bill. I love the Hawks. Always love the Hawks. Yeah. But I was so excited when Wrestler came in here with his hot wife, woman, movie girlfriend, or excuse me, wife, <laughs> and had all this money, a billionaire. He's going to spend all this money, and we're going to get to the next level. And he's been worse than the, th- the other two, Bill. He is cheap-ass, and it's ridiculous. And to what you said is so true. At the trade deadline, they basically said, we're good where we are, which is what, 22 and 29? Yeah. So we're good with that? In this town, that's good. And by the way, one more thing before you start. What has happened to A.J. Griffin? The kid was coming on as a star last year, and now he can't even see the damn floor. What is going on there? Well, I I don't know. Um, Obviously, Nate McMillan had more faith. And and look, I think last year when Kevin Herter was gone, I think Nate McMillan thought that A.J. Griffin could fill that role to a certain extent. And he did. Remember, he won a game at the very end on a last-second shot – I think that was a, a day game that they he had that. I mean, he he showed tremendous promise. Quinn Snyder's just not had that same feeling, which is surprising, Eddie, because A.J. Griffin could shoot shoot the ball, you know, and he went to Duke, and so did A.J., and, I mean, so did Quinn. He was a Dukey, right? So it's uh, a little surprising that A.J. has not found more time. I, I know – that when I asked about that last year, they would say that A.J. really kind of got tired and his shooting suffered because of that toward the end of the year because obviously those kids go from, and I know they play ball a lot, but they go from playing in a you know a 35-40 game college season to an 82-game NBA season, and it does take a little bit of time to adjust to that. But I've been surprised he hasn't gotten more time. I mean, he's been more DNP than and getting minutes on this team this year, and I thought he was someone that you could really – value as a potential player for the future but he hell he's no more to throw in a trade now i think if they were ever to make another trade which they didn't today yeah well it just drives me crazy and and i said this all along with liberty media i know they didn't do it but you know we can complain or say they didn't sign Shohei otani for example and i kept saying they're going to make money hand over fist if they do that well that's fine they didn't do that but they did win a world series Yep. And now they're making money hand over fist. I would think that Blank and Wrestler would look at Liberty Media or whatever, their group, and say, I want to spend the money to bring a winner to this town, A, because we're starving for it, and B, because that's future revenue that we're not getting now. Do you think anybody's going to want to go to the Hawks for the rest of the year? They're just a middle-of-the-road team yeah. and are stuck in purgatory. And, Nobody you know, I cares. can never tell, Eddie, and you watch them a lot too, but I can't tell of how packed that arena is. You know, uh, they, because it's so dark in there. They keep it dark, so you can't see the you can't see the upper deck of how filled it is. Um, 
And so I don't know what their attendance situation is. Uh, uh, that'd be interesting to look up of where they are in the attendance well, for the NBA. But yeah, I mean, it, we, also, it, it also depends on who they're playing, Bill. Oh, the Lakers sure. Come to town, yeah, you know, or whatever. The Bulls come to town, right? That's that's a big seller for them too, and it's half the other team. Oh, no question. But I mean, we know we can see the Braves Stadium in 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 uh, yeah. Truist yeah. Park exactly what they're. So we know, in other words that the revenue coming in from the attendance, and Alex Anthopoulos has plum said this, look, as long as the fans come, I'm going to have money to do what I need to do. And I think that's been proven to be true. But it's like we can't see that with the Hawks as as, as well. Um, you know, I, I just think that coming into this season, they had an opportunity to sign other players to add to this bench, but they would have gone over the tax if they had done that. And you go back and look at, and, and I know I looked this up, I don't have it in front of me, but I know that, that the years when Golden State had Kevin Durant and they had won a couple of, of championships, obviously, they were off the charts in the luxury tax. They didn't give a crap because they were making so much money as champions, it didn't matter. Now, why can't Tony Ressler, who, again, is one of the richest individual owners in the NBA, have that same attitude of, I don't give a crap if I go into the luxury tax. If we win, that's going to take care of itself. Hell, Eddie, we haven't even had a 50-win season with this cat as the owner. That's embarrassing. It's, it's, it's awful, Bill. All right, I'd suggest from now on in your commercial breaks you do 20 push-ups and then come back to the radio. Tell us how you're feeling. Well, my trainer, Seth, said you need to uh, come down to Warner Robins and he'll show you how to really work out. He doesn't think you're doing things correctly by doing six days a week. He's he's questioning that. You talk to your trainer at your gym about Eddie from Ackworth. That's what you do. No, you, no, my trainer just texts me and he said, "Tell Eddie he can come get a workout with us one day." Okay, yeah, I'm going to drive two and a half hours for some dude I don't even. know. Well, if you were really in shape, you jog, but that's another story. <laughs> Have a great afternoon, Bill. <laughs> Four seven eight six four six ESPN is the number. Yeah, Seth Totem Training. Totemtraining.fit is the website. I misspoke earlier. He's my trainer. I'm going to try to make it tomorrow. I've had to take care of my mom this week, so I haven't been able to go. So I, uh, you know, I know I'm not as good as Eddie, and his six workouts a week. Plus, I have to drive a little bit. But still, my gosh, Seth's been awesome for me. Um, yeah, Alex gives us the the uh, information here. A.J. Griffin is averaging 7.3 minutes per game in 18 games. That's that's incredible. It really is. I mean, look, Quinn, well, it's like this. Nate McMillan really didn't like Jalen Johnson. When Quinn Snyder came in and replaced Nate McMillan, Jalen Johnson immediately started getting playing time. And, of course, he's – been outstanding this year and is blossoming into a very good player. But A.J. Griffin, on the other hand, who played under Nate McMillan a year ago, has not played under Coach Snyder at all. And I don't think that Quinn Snyder dislikes A.J. Griffin. He just doesn't think he can help the team. And that's surprising because last year that 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 kid played pretty well for the Atlanta Hawks. He, he was – he was a very interesting rookie player. Young, I mean, he's A.J. Griffin is still a very young player. He's still only 20 years old. But last year he averaged 8.9 points per game 
in 19.5 minutes per game. He's not even – I mean, that's like a third of what he averaged last year. 7.3, that's nothing. That's garbage time. And he's only played in, in 18 games. He played in 72 as a rookie last year. Missed 10 games. And I guarantee you those 10 games were late in the year when Quinn just didn't blame. So, I mean, you know, and I, I like Quinn Snyder. I don't think this is necessarily his fault. But, again – for Landry Fields to tell us that he's in charge of everything and he can go into the tax, he can go out of the tax, he can do anything he wants, and that he's not hamstrung by management, well, why didn't you improve your bench today, dude? You got a problem. I mean, where are the Hawks? Alex, look this up during the break. Where are the Hawks in bench points for the NBA? They can't be very high. I mean, even with Bogdanovich playing in every game so far this year, I think, their bench scoring has got to be low in the NBA. Got to be. So, he could have improved that, and he didn't. So, whatever. But, yeah, he needs to be thrown under the bus. That's ridiculous. 478-646-ESPN. We'd love to talk sports with you. Back with more right after this. Now, back to the Bill Shank Show on the Superstations. 525 is the time. Appreciate you listening all over the state of Georgia and Brunswick, Golden Isles, Savannah, Thunderbolt. All points in between, of course, our I-75 frequencies from Macon down to to Rochelle and Tifton. By the way, uh, Ricky's uh, uh, vet, veterinarian, the great Dr. Angie Sherling, texted me and said, Tell Ricky I appreciate him trying to help my bottom line by eating hot dogs so he can get sick and come see me. <laughs> and... Dr. Sherling knows that Ricky is a little snoopy because he's had to go before for eating things, and he's had to go to her before. So, yep, I thank you for listening, Dr. Sherling. She's a great sports fan, great bulldog, and I probably put her two kids through college or going to with all of my vet bills. Um, let's see. Also, D. Orlando Ledbetter has some quotes in the AJC this afternoon uh, with more people who are really applauding the Falcons for hiring Raheem Morris. One is John Lynch, the San Francisco 49ers general manager, former Tampa Bay safety. He was there when Raheem Morris became a coach under Herm Edwards, who was the defensive coordinator for Tony Dungy there in Tampa Bay. You know, I mean, you got to give Raheem Morris credit. He started as a graduate assistant and wanted to go to get a job in the NFL, and he got one. He And he, John Lynch talks about how Herm Edwards told him if he wanted a job to show up when Herm was working out at 415, Raheem never missed. And that kid went from a coach at Hofstra to a coach in the NFL, and now he's a head coach. I mean, it's a real good success story. There's no question about that. And there is no doubt also about the people who have been around Raheem Morris are, are really, really excited for him, which is good. I mean, I don't think that's something to, to laugh about or scoff at. I think it's good for, for people to say good things about who the who the Falcons have hired. I, I wouldn't have done it, but I, I at least like that for sure. Also, a note in the AJC that the Bulldogs, Georgia Bulldogs, are expected to start spring practice on March the 12th. That is the Tuesday after the 
University of Georgia resumes classes following spring break, which is March 4th through the 8th. Man, that's an early spring break, isn't it? My gosh. Georgia's Pro Day is set for March 13th, which is a glorious day. That's my birthday, March 13th. And so NCAA rules limit practices in the spring to 15 non-consecutive dates over five weeks. So the G-Day is actually going to conflict with the Masters this year. Kirby has tried to avoid that in his first eight years, but they couldn't this year. So April 13th looks to be the G-Day game in Sanford Stadium. So uh, there you go. So just uh, another couple of quick notes there from uh, the uh, the AJC. 478-646-ESPN is our number. If you'd like to join the conversation, we are throwing people under the bus, throwing the Hawks under the bus for not making a trade. I love trades. And I want to tell you another thing about trades. And you, you hear people say sometimes, well, I, I don't want to make a trade to make it just for the sake of making a trade. I don't think that's a bad thing once in a while, to be honest with you. I mean, why are trades made? Well, trades in the NBA, I mean, half of these 14 trades today were probably made partly due to financial considerations. You know, they said the Sixers made some of their moves today so they could sign a player. There's going to be several players are going to be out there kind of as free agents that they're going to have financial buyouts with their current team and they'll, they'll be allowed to sign with other teams. And so a lot of those trades in the NBA are, are made because of financial reasons so yeah you make trades for that reason you make trades to try to help your team though but how could there not been a move to help this atlanta hawks team and alex uh thank you alex has some information the hawks are 14th in bench points with 33.8 well that's not very good it's just not very good They, they don't have a whole lot of I mean, my God, last night, you know, Boston's got two seven-footers, uh, Porzingis and the other guy. They were they were killing the Hawks. I don't know what the rebound numbers were, but, I mean, the, the Kongwu, you know, Capella's out, and, and Kongwu was – he struggled a little bit last night. I don't know what the final numbers were, but, I mean, they were killing the Hawks on the boards for the part of the game I was watching, and it wasn't good. And Capella is not a very intimidating person – for sure, but I don't know. The bench just needs help, that's for sure. And it's uh hadn't helped them so far. And they're but here's the thing, they're twenty two and twenty nine. They're not I don't care if they're well, we're tenth in the playoffs. You're not good if you're twenty two and twenty nine. And that 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 doesn't give fans a whole lot to be excited about. And again, well, should they just made a trade for the heck of it? Well, maybe that would have helped the fan base a little bit feel better about the Hawks' chances of getting back up to the 500 mark because right now you're seven below, and that's not good. Bobby and Macon joins us right now. Hello, Bobby. Hey, how's it going, Bill? Good, man. Always great to hear from you. What's on your mind? Bill, I just got to I got to go dog fans under the bus today. Dog fans? What the heck have we done? Well, Bill, all the scuttled and all the conversation earlier this week about Carson Beck buying a Lamborghini. <laughs> I'm saying, are you serious, dog fans? You're talking about a kid that stayed at Georgia through finding Vandergriff, through finding Stockton, to flirting with Caleb Williams, to being told you were number two on the death chart, to be passed up by Stetson, 
You, th- yep. you think you think he was going Stetson was going to leave after the championship. He comes back, Beck still stays. Then he goes out and has has uh, a Heisman type year. He could have went to the NFL, but he decided to come back and finish the job. And you mean to tell me that kid don't deserve anything that he's gotten? Yeah, I mean, it didn't bother me. It bothered some of my friends a little bit more than it bothered me. I mean, I mentioned it and talked about it this week because, I mean, it was newsworthy to say, wow, this kid got a Lamborghini. I mean, I think that's a big deal for anybody to get a Lamborghini because that's like, dang, what are you getting a Lamborghini? I mean, I, my thought is why are you get a Lamborghini because I wouldn't spend $370,000 on, on a damn car unless I was living in it. But still, I'm with you. I mean, I and, and I said earlier this week, Bobby, when we talked about it, I mean, Welcome to 2024, right? You're going to hear stories like this every damn year of somebody who's in college buying something extravagant, and if that's what they want to do with their money, so be it. Well, if he had went to the league, he could have went and bought a, uh, a Lamborghini in April, and nobody would have said anything. That's right. We You're right. Been, we would have been crying about who was going to be the starting quarterback, and could we replace Beck at quarterback. Yeah. So – I, I think he, I think he earned it. I mean, that's his NRL money. If he have a year like he did last year, he's going to be a first round draft pick. So yep. that would be a drop in the bucket. You know. Well, and and look, I I I I said this on Tuesday. I mean, I assume that he must come from a decent financial situation <laughs> because I don't think a kid that that didn't would would buy something so extravagant. But it's his money. If he wants to buy a a that kind kind of luxurious vehicle which i think that qualifies as one okay if you wanted to buy a rolls royce or or a delorean <laughs> a delorean i think that's the first time i've ever mentioned the word delorean on this show in 17 years whatever he wants to buy i mean it's his money so but i mean don't you think bobby that as we move forward with this nil stuff and we know that a player like a quarterback in a major university who's going to be mentioned as a Heisman Trophy candidate in preseason, and we know quarterbacks are going to make the most money probably of most of the players on these teams. God knows what we're going to hear these kids. They're going to spend their money on, and hell, if it's their money, what are you going to do? Bill, I looked at, I saw the picture of Caleb Williams sitting in his luxurious L.A. apartment, fully furnished with his feet kicked up. When I played football at Savannah State, we had two to a room and twin beds uh, <laughs> with a little small refrigerator and couldn't have a hot plate. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of like Barney Fife and and, and couldn't, couldn't have the hot plate on top of the dresser door. <laughs> no, you know, so <laughs> I, I just say more power to Carson Beck. I'm glad you're a dog. I'm glad you came yeah. back to finish to finish the story and. Uh, more power to him. Yeah, well, you're, look, you're right in that, you know, DJ Shockley, you know, almost 20 years ago was so heralded and loved because he waited his turn behind David Green. And, of course, in today's college football, DJ probably would have transferred and left. It would have been easier for him to left, but he, he could have done it then, but he – he stuck through it and obviously rewarded Georgia with a with a tremendous season that when he was the quarterback, of course. And and the, these kids that are going to stick around and fight it out and not just 
take the easy road and transfer. I mean, I, I think that it's going to be even more commendable, Bobby, as we go along here with this transfer portal because I, I just think the percentage of people who do that is going to diminish with every passing year. So even though obviously it's gotten out of control as we've gone along here, you're right. He could have easily left. I think most people expected him to leave. There's, I'm probably, if you go and listen to every episode of this show, at some point said, yeah, Carson's going to leave because that was the assumption that we all had. But he didn't. And, you know, you got to give him credit. And you got to give, whether it was Todd Munkin who did that, Bobby, or Kirby, they wanted him to stay. It would have been very easy to run him off. Now, I know that they want quarterbacks on their roster, so it's very unlikely they're going to run a quarterback, quote-unquote, off. But still, if they'd have thought he was going to not have a chance, they could have been honest with the kid, and he could have easily left and gone to somewhere closer to Jacksonville, whether it was Florida, Florida State, or UCF. But So you got to give credit to both sides, and both sides are being rewarded handsomely because – Bobby, look, I, I think, and you probably will agree with me, this Georgia roster is going to be great from 1 through 85 this coming season. But as we know, when these people look in these magazines and they look at the preseason stuff, first thing people look at is returning quarterbacks. And I don't know if anybody has one as good as Carson Beck. I agree with you, Bill. So just that fact alone, I hope when I go to G-Day, I, I hope I see the Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> Can we touch the Lamborghini, Carson? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't so, know if I've ever seen a Lamborghini. Have you ever seen a Lamborghini? Bobby, I don't think I have. I've seen the car, but I have never seen the uh, the SUV like he has. Okay. So I've never seen that, so... I would, you know, I'm, I'm going to be looking out for it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, w- I would think they would park that in a special place at Butts Mirror Building. He probably takes the bus over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Bobby, I appreciate it. Thank you. Sarah, you have a great one. Bill. All right, you too. Take care. Yeah, look, these, hey, these kids earn it. If, the, if I'm not going to fault kids for getting NIL money. It's just like people have always said, oh, my God, I can't believe that free agent got that much money. Well, look, has there ever been a situation where you've heard a story where a baseball player or a basketball player or an NFL player held a gun to an owner's head to get the contract that we may think was absurd? No. So I've I've never – now, some of the contracts obviously can be absurd and make me say, what the heck? I mean, when Charlie Morton got his contract from the Houston Astros, which was, I think, a two-year contract at $7 million a year, that was like in 2016, I about fell out of my chair doing the show. It happened during the show. It came out that Charlie Morton – was going to get a two-year contract for, I think, $7 million per year, and he had just had an ERA, ERA over five for the Phillies. And I'm like, what in the heck are the Houston Astros smoking? Well, I wasn't mad at Charlie. I was glad Charlie was getting paid a lot of money. Good for him. And the Astros, I was questioning their sanity. But, hell, they were right. They turned Charlie Morton into a winning pitcher, changed his whole career. But I, I would never fault a player for getting a lot of money. And so, hey, if Carson get a Lamborghini, go ahead. Wouldn't be my car of choice, but 
Go ahead. Terry and Warner Robbins is with us. Hello, Terry. Hey, Bill. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. How are you? Good. Well, i got a, another take on this Lamborghini purchase there by Carson Beck. Okay. Uh, you don't think that this was set up with somebody with his NIL deal? And look look already what the return is they have on it by all of the pictures and all the uh, social media that's already been sent out there. So already they whatever they gave him, well, obviously they gave him the car, but whatever they gave him, they got a return on it already. Well, I and, and you may be right. I mean, and, and I'm, this is going to be a stupid question here, Terry. Is there a Lamborghini dealership in Atlanta where he got this from? Well, it may not be just. It may not be a Lamborghini dealership. It may be any dealership that's given him, given it, you know, you know get leased this to him. Well, and, well, and you're right. But I mean, did he? Is this coming from a specific NIL deal with a, with a Lamborghini dealership or? Did he just simply spend his NIL money on a Lamborghini? I mean, that's two different things, right? That's right. That's right. But I, I personally, I believe that somewhere along there's a deal somewhere in the NIL deal that he's made with some car company or some car uh, dealership that they're putting this out there, advertising that he's the face of this Lamborghini, and they're getting a return on it. And, I mean, those details, we'll never know. We don't have to know those details. Right. No, right, right. Now, this, what I see here is, uh, I'm looking this up here, that he purchased a $300,000 Lamborghini. I'm looking at the at the car here. I mean, okay, I'm not a big car person. I mean, I, I'm not, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people, a lot of guys, they just go horny all over cars. Oh, my God. Look at that car. I got to have the only car. This is the dumbest thing I'll ever say on the radio. The only car that kind of made my left leg rise a little bit was the two door Lexus that I just thought looked really cool. Not Lexus. What was it? Two door. Oh, crap. I can't remember what it was now. See, I'm just not a car person. I mean, I'm just not that big of a I don't go crazy over a car. So I'll look at this picture of this car right here, Terry, that he bought. And I'm like. Well, it doesn't look like, oh, 300000 I mean, does it have an open bar in the back seat? Why the hell is it $300,000? Right. You and I both, I'm not a car person either, but I just, I feel like this is, this is, and it says it purchased, he purchased it. Well, he could have leased it. They could have leased it to him, and, you know, that's part of the whole purchase is a lease. Right. It's the same thing. Well, th- and this says the Atlanta Autos car dealership posted a photo of Georgia Bulldogs quarterback Carson Beck coming to them and buying a Lamborghini Urus U-R-U-S Performante starting price of that vehicle is a whopping $270,000 and it said shout out to Carson Beck came through and got not the regular lamb truck but the Performante the dealership posted on Instagram so again, that's still a little unclear whether or not he just simply took two hundred seventy thousand or three hundred thousand of his. Uh... Here's the funny part about this, Terry, is in the picture with Carson Beck, he's wearing flip flops. So he's buying a three hundred thousand dollar car, and he's got Walmart flip flops on. <laughs> exactly. That's, <laughs> not, that's what I'm saying. I, I just I firmly believe this is part of an NIL deal just to get some kind of return to a car dealership that uh, you know they put it out there. Put his picture out there, and he's the face of it, and yeah. they're running. Must be. You must be right. Yeah, it is kind of weird, but 
Yeah, he's. I mean, I've got, I've got I got some of those type shoes right there from Walmart. And I got them by my door to take my dogs out to do a ten one hundred. So I mean, I guess I guess that's what you do. But anyway, all right, Terry. Hey, thank you. We appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good night. All right, you too. Take care. I don't know if I've ever seen any Lamborghini, much less driven in a Lamborghini. I mean, I'm sure they go fast. I'm sure they don't have a governor on them. By the way, Andy on Twitter. I, too, have Manning fatigue. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Savannah Scott says Tom Brady owned Peyton Manning in the playoffs. He sure did. He sure did. Clay on Twitter, the only car I got excited about was the General Lee. And that was the episode that Daisy was driving it. Daisy Duke, God bless her, wherever she is. Yeah, your left leg will go up with that one. Back with more phone calls and sports talk right after this. Now, back to the Bill Shank Show on the Superstations. Five forty-eight is the time. Thanks for being with us here. Phone lines are open if you want to uh, jump in here on this throwing one of the bus Thursday. Uh, chip on. Uh, uh, Oh, you're reacting to my tweet there. You're watching Andy Griffith? Hold on. Yeah, you know, J-Rad just stabbed me in the back. He said that Herb Street was on Feinbaum right now trying to explain himself. Yeah, I bet that's a bunch of BS. That's probably a bunch of word salad. I can't imagine what he could be saying there. Um, yeah, a couple of people on the secret, te- secret, secret text line. Uh, there is a Lamborghini dealership in Atlanta, Lamborghini Atlanta. So what is the... I guess I should go to this. What does the normal Lamborghini go for? Like a regular Lamborghini Atlanta. Let's see if there's like cars online. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, I just don't get this kind of money. You know, I mean, I, I'm. 300,000 plus for all these. 2018 Lamborghini used, 7,000 miles, $431,000. I mean, I want to table dance every damn day in that thing if there's a price tag like that. Holy cow. Here's a Lamborghini that looks like the Batmobile. Okay, it's cool, but I'd take it as a Hot Wheel for, you know, $1.97 at Walmart, not for $399,500. By the way, you can finance it for 72 months with 79900 down at only $5,588 per month. You rich people listening, you, you could do all this. I get it. Lamborghini. Here's a, a used one with 1,000 miles for $320. Oh, here's a cheap one for $189,000. 25,000 miles from Noonan. Golly, I mean, okay, you're going to go fast, but how fast can you go? I'm just not a car person. You know, I I mean, I like my truck, and that's about all. Just get me there in one piece. I'm not going to go. I mean, we've all driven fast at some point, right? And we've all been on I-16 and said, okay, ain't no damn cop around here. I'm, I'm, I'm down here, you know, in Matter. Everything's better than matter, but they don't have any cops here, so I'm just going to absolutely put the metal to the pedal and go. We've all done that on I-16. Yeah, raise your hand. You've all done it. All you folks in Savannah, I know you've done it. You've gotten out of Chatham County. You've gone at it. But, man, 
Now Ken from Cumming has stabbed me in the back. I don't think I like you people's tone here. Watching damn Feinbaum. Give me a break. I got better hair than him. That's for damn sure. Um, evidently, Herb Street was on there. And maybe one of you who were listening can tell me what he said like I'll care. But anyway, I think Kirk Herbstreit needs to be thrown under the bus. What he did by calling Dominic Raiola is pretty chintzy, don't you think? Pretty crappy. Pretty bad. Encouraging someone to go to somewhere besides the University of Georgia. I don't like that, that's for sure. That's kind of bad, kind of rough. But, you know, I mean, it's recruiting. What are you going to do? Again, tomorrow, our big prediction show. We will have uh, your predictions. We'll we'll have Dash on. By the way, we're getting close to Georgia baseball season. And Charlie Condon is a big-time player. Of course, Jeff, Jeff Danzer is going to have all kind of talk about the Bulldog baseball team. He's the play-by-play voice of the Bulldog baseball team. You can hear it on the on the Superstations. But still... Um, Getting close. Next Friday is their first game, so we're looking forward to that. Back to the phones we go. Eric is in gray. Hello. Bill, the reason people buy Lamborghinis, there's just really three reasons. One, to drive fast. One, to get girls you can't get because you're ugly. And the other is because if you buy it and don't drive it and you put it up, in about 10 years you'll get about one hundred and fifty dollars to $200,000 more for it. Oh, wow. The re- resale is that big, huh? If if you watch uh, Motor Trend uh, TV, if you have Direct TV as Channel 281, when they have a car auction, a Meekum car auction, almost all the Lamborghinis go 350 to five, sometimes two or three million. Wow! Depends on how old they are and which model they are. So you but can't drive are. it a lot because the mileage will be high, and then you can't resell it for more ten years later. You you buy it, you put it in a, a temperature controlled area. You let it sit there, and 10, 15, 20 years later, you sell it and get Damn. twice as much for it. I don't think my garage is temperature controlled because it's hot out there every time I open the door. So I'd probably be screwed. That's because you and I don't have $380,000 to buy one with. You're right. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. No, that's – well, and for people who people who can, good for them. I don't have any problem with people who are rich and can do that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, you got to spend your money on something because you ain't taking it with you. So that means Carson is either buying it to drive faster to pick up girls because he's ugly. Hey, well, look here. Even if he is ugly, he's a quarterback at University of Georgia. That ought to be a magnet, shouldn't it? He ought to be getting girls knocking on his door at 2 in the morning. Yeah, lining up out the door because he's the QB at UGA. I mean, come on. Give me a break. That ought to, that ought, that's all you have to say. They, I mean, he ought to walk through, and I, I don't want to sit here and judge Carson Beck's looks, but I don't, whether he's good-looking or ugly as hell, it don't matter. He's a quarterback at UGA. If you're a quarterback from a major university, that's an open door. Hello, everybody. Wow, that kind of turned from a weird conversation to kind of bizarre, didn't it? <laughs> you're listening to Sex Talk on the Superstation.